Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of AWSP TV. I'm Scott Seaman, Executive Director of AWSP, and I'm excited to be here today and introduce all of you to the newest family and team member here at AWSP, Kamrika Ari Turner. Hello everyone. Thanks for having me, Scott. Oh, we're going to get over the nerves. You're excited. <laughs> this am. will be the first of many TV and podcast interviews we do with you because we are so excited you are joining our family here. Yes, I'm excited as well. So, Kamrika, why don't you tell us a little bit, you know, it's like that interview question that's always like the first of a set of, you probably answered it when you interviewed with us. Yeah. Tell us about your background, experiences, and training that qualify you for this business. You know, that one. Gotcha. Why don't you tell us a little bit about who you are, where you came from, and, and then we'll jump into some other questions. Okay. Sounds good. So um, I'm originally from Anchorage, Alaska. All right. Um, yeah. Come on now. Um, so I grew up there. We moved here about 98 uh, to support my brother. He was going to college at Seattle U and he was birthing a beautiful boy into this world and who's now 25 mm. uh, on the third and getting married on the 14th. So we came to support my brother um, and we moved to the Federal Way area. So I grew up in the Federal Way School District, um, then went to Seattle U. And then after college, what does everybody do? Doesn't know what to do, right? They're like, I need a job. What's going on? My parents bought me a car. I had no job. <laughs> So that was fun. Um, so my mom says, call Miss Griebel. She'll get you a job. So long story short, um, I started my my degree in counseling at CityU and then proceeded to get my ed leadership. But I've been in Puyallup to Bethel to Federal Way to Tacoma. Um, I'm a student athlete, so I played college basketball. That was my first passion. But always serving was number one for me, which is why I believe I'm in education in the first place. So a little bit. Right on. And uh, we are excited to have you join our team because you're going to be focusing in on that ESD 121 mm -hmm. region as well as 189. Exactly. But uh, you just mentioned a whole bunch of districts that you've been in. Mm -hmm. uh, what roles were you in just out of curiosity? Wow. So I started off as what I like to say is a glorified security monitor in federal way, but uh, Griebel called it a discipline specialist. So I was chasing the kids in the hallway. <laughs> I was clearing bathrooms, you know, a couple of instances with alcohol in bags. It was a lot. So at 22, I that's what I was doing um, while I was getting my master's as a counselor. From there, I went to be a dean and then practice counseling and then went back into the dean role when I was in Renton. That's when they first had deans. And then when they first had associate administrators in Bethel, I got called to do that work um, and then became an assistant principal in Puyallup for the first time. So that's been my role. I've always been, majority of it's been high school, about three years at the middle level, um, which was very interesting and fun. But I, I prefer high school. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> yeah. Sixth and seventh graders and sixth graders because it was six to eight. I say they like to cry. They like to touch mm. and they tell lies and it comes in an order. Like they'll cry and then they'll lie. It's, you know, touch, cry. At any given moment. Yep. Any given moment. So do you remember that uh, moment when the light went off for you that school leadership is your why and like, this is what I want to do. And I see the impact. Do you remember that moment or a particular role or event when that light went on for you? I would say it was when I um, was a dean in the Renton School District, and I just wanted to make a greater impact than what I was able to in my dean role. Um, even though I had a lot of opportunity within that role, 
but it definitely was wanting to make sure students could see a person of color and a woman of color mm-hmm. at a pr- assistant principal level. And really, it's always about who's tapping you on the shoulder, right? So I had a great group of women who were tapping me like, okay, like you're wasting your time. It's time to take it to the next level um, so that you can make a greater impact on more kids. So definitely, I think that role was the role I was like, okay, go back to school, get serious. So right on. And here you are. So those people tapped you on the shoulder for a good reason, because now you're sitting in this um, incredible position as far as the opportunity to influence the whole system. So when Mm -hmm. you think about back in that classroom that day, Wondering, gosh, how do we impact a greater system? So mm-hmm. I'm going to be a dean or assistant principal, principal. And now you're at AWSP. Why don't you tell um, your version of how <laughs> you ended up here? Yeah, so I, um, I really was struggling with my why. Three years as an assistant principal during the pandemic, 10 years of being an assistant principal and a leader, 14 years in education, and I was struggling. Kids were hurting. Teachers were hurting. I mean, this is what our leaders are going through right now. And I just needed something bigger to grasp onto, to remember why I'm in the work Um, and to get that hope back, Mm -hmm. I guess. And so I emailed you (laughs) because I was like, I need to get on some sort of committee of some sort. And so I think I inquired about the equity advisory council and the professional development, um, committee. And so that's, that's kind of how that started. That's how the phone call started. (laughs) Yeah. A nice zoom. Uh Uh-huh. And then I remember having this wonderful conversation with you and then getting off the zoom and saying to myself, I think we have our newest teammate potentially because I'm sitting in this role because somebody a long time ago tapped me on the shoulder Mm -hmm. and said, you should go into leadership. Mm -hmm. Somebody eventually tapped me on the shoulder and says, you should go serve on the high school leadership committee for AWSP. Right. I didn't even know what AWSP was, mm-hmm. but I got a nudge from somebody to go do that. And here I am. Mm-hmm. You got a nudge and here you are. Yeah. So how's this transition been for you when you think about going from building level work to July 1st, we didn't hand you a set of keys because... You're remote. Yeah. You're all over the place. There's no building. (laughs) We handed you a set of responsibilities. How's that transition been going from being in the building Mm -hmm. with what the normal fall kickoff's been to starting this job with us on July 1st? Because we crank all summer long. We did. Um, So it was immediately, you know, school (laughs) closes down and it's Summer Institute. I think that next weekend or that next week, um, I still have a lot of unlearning to do, right? Because I've been doing this for 14 years. Twitch when the bell rings. Yeah. Shouldn't I be out in the hallway? Something should be (laughs) happening. happening and it's quiet in my place and you know it's just me and the computer and calls and so I think it's just unlearning that I don't need to live in that level of stress right now I can be creative and tap into other you know parts of my brain that maybe haven't been in use for a long time but I'm loving the family connection that we have at our organization I love being able to impact at a greater level you always tell me you know we're we're at a different place you're in a different venue you're around different folks to make a better impact And I get surprised still each time. So I'm in rooms with people that, you know, have influence on what happens with our kids and our leaders. And I'm like, oh, Scott, Scott was telling the truth. Okay, let me let me pay attention. Let me, you know, engage more. So that's been the biggest shift. But for the most part, like 
being able to do professional development with the mentoring that I did with Gina and then, you know, supporting as much as I can with the pro learning with Jack and Scott and jumping in. And I, I'm loving it. I'm loving it. And just going to visit people like I just came from Renton, visiting principals and assistant principals and just seeing how people are doing. And yeah. it's been great. Right on. So uh, several years ago at AWSP, we kind of changed our model of how mm-hmm. we support principals by putting directors in different regions of the state. Uh, we now have two on the east side of the state, which is awesome for our 509ers that mm-hmm. uh, if they need some AWSP love and they make a phone call, they literally could have somebody at their school doorstep uh, yes. in a short amount of time. Mm-hmm. Um, why don't you tell our listeners and viewers... Um, <laughs> What's the scope of responsibilities that uh, you think you're doing? Yeah, I think, right? Because I hopefully I don't hit too all far our jo- off base. All our jobs have changed since we got hired here. Oh, okay. Every, well, that's all of us. Okay. Um, <laughs> just because the world changes and our organization mm-hmm. tries to change with it. But uh, yeah. what did we tell you on the front end that you'd be uh, doing? Well, what you told me on the front end <laughs> was that I would be responsible for ESD or PSESD 121. And for those who are listening, because a lot of us educators and principals, we don't know, you know, our ESD, that is all up and down the I-5 corridor or so. What is the bottom? I think it's still a come is the furthest and I may be wrong. And then all the way up to Everett. Um, ish. Mm -hmm. And then 189 goes all the way past Blaine. So I'm, I'm covering Northwest ESD and the PSESD. So that's what you told me Mm -hmm. and supporting member calls, right? Just helping leaders who are struggling or who have questions about anything. It could be from a discipline situation. It could be from a contract question or, you know, maybe they need some help navigating through some tough times. So that's what you told me. Yeah, and so far you've been doing that. But I also <laughs> heard you've been in Spokane and Yakima and yeah. maybe Tri Cities, which mm-hmm. is awesome because it is state level work. But yes. uh, hopefully our members know that uh, if they're in 121 and 189, mm-hmm. that you're a phone call away. Yes, which please. Literally, you're a phone call away because mm-hmm. you live kind of on the north side of Seattle. I do, so I can get pretty much quickly to either ESD 189 and 121, which I have. I mean, I was in Sherline and that was 13 minutes away. Um, Seattle is less than that, you know, so it's, it's great. Yeah. And you and I were up in Anacortes early. Was it earlier this week? I don't know. It's all That was last week. Okay. It was last week. Yeah. That was Friday, but it was beautiful. Mm -hmm. Great place. If you haven't been, go. Okay. So now. So what else are you doing? (laughs) Camrica. If I'm listening, I'm like, oh, that's awesome. Maybe we see that Camrica, but what else is she doing? Yeah. So I helped out uh, with the equity guide just a little bit. I'm just trying to add a little pieces connecting um, the school leader paradigm with the framework um, with that. But that's, that was just helping out here and there and helping with those mentor, uh, mentor trainings with Gina um, in Yakima and Spokane. And I'm going to help out in Tumwater too, which just pop up and visit. But I'm so excited about our partnership with OSPI and hatching results. Um, as a previous counselor, the work we're going to do with 5030, I'm so excited about. So pay attention, lit members, because we're going to be coming, giving you some information. So pay attention to our, our principal matters and make sure that you're tapping into all of those resources so we can help you navigate through the comprehensive school counselor program. Yeah, because I think there's some misperceptions out there or yes. just some nasty rumors floating around about what's coming. Yes, um, and, and stress. for those listening about 5030, mm-hmm. um, do you want to just give a quick overview of what exactly 5030 means for them um, and how we might be rallying around them? Because I think that's important for them to know that 
Yes. We're at the table in discussions about what the school leadership team mm-hmm. is doing together to support students. Yes. So 5030 is all about making sure that the whole child gets access to everything within the school building and outside um, and post-secondary opportunities. So are we taking a comprehensive look at the whole student to make sure that they have all the access and there no, there's no barriers? And so that has a lot to do with working with our counselors to see what does the role of the counselor look like and and making sure our leaders know what that looks like. And I can speak at being in both positions, right? There's times <laughs> where principals so are yeah. like, and assistants are like, what do our counselors do? Mm-hmm. Um, and counselors, what do our leaders do? And so now it's about let's collaborate. Let's be on the same page. Let's develop a plan. Let's take a comprehensive examination of our school counseling program. But most importantly, I want our members to know is we have to work together. Um, so your counselors should be, you know, sitting at your leadership tables in some of those conversations when we're talking about the master schedule when we're talking about the load increase in our 504s over the last three 504s, years. 504s, testing, testing, the master schedule. Yes, those so are those are topics. the big three. Yeah. We say that is the big three. So um, our hope is also and to know, you know, there's a national model for what a counselor should and needs to be doing mm-hmm. and how their work is divided. And so really we're going to be making sure that our leaders have access to understanding what that looks like for them on a day-to-day, month-to-month, weekly basis with their counselors. As a leader. And our members should feel great that we they have a representative that's there sharing principal voice, mm-hmm. but also with your counselor experience, I think is awesome. So super excited that you're leading that work. What else are you excited about leading? I'm really excited about leading leading our Leaders of Color Network, which I'm floating back and forth with saying LockNet all the time, but I think it sounds pretty good. LockNet. <laughs> LockNet. Um, so our Leaders of Color Network really is kind of a passion that I had spoken to you about. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's kind of both professional development and resource and access, but really about getting our leaders of color seats at the table and voices more, more loud in regards to it comes to our organization. Mm-hmm. So having their voice at GLLCs, you know, making sure they're a representative, you know, making sure that they're showing up at conferences, seeing what they need, um, in order to make sure that we sustain them because we know, and Gina talks about this all the time, mm-hmm. is most of our leaders of color are sitting in that assistant principal seat. And so how do we make sure that they know AWSP is here to support you, to help you grow? And um, yeah, they need to have a voice. So it's going to be know, about... I know you've heard me say this already, but yeah. I'll say it again. So it's on record video and audio. Okay. That Wouldn't it be great that an assistant principal out there listening right now is mm-hmm. our future board president? Absolutely. Because you don't have to be a principal. No. You can be an assistant principal, which is just as important in the system. Yes. Uh, and you're just a phone call phone call or email away about how to get involved in the organization. There's so Absolutely. many ways to do it. So awesome. Keep going. Absolutely. Well, and, and a part of that is just as we're all hurting, um, you know, my goal for the LockNet is that, you know, there's a space, a safe space for leaders of color to come to and talk to one another, network, heal and support and grow and sustain. So we will make sure they know about our resources so they can flourish, but also having those connections across the state are important. That's awesome. Yeah. So are we, have we hit all of the responsibilities on that checklist? I mean, I'll be dipping in a little bit of supporting <laughs> well, right? So we have our well conference coming. And women in lead, women education, leading and learning. Yes. And Aaron Jones is our keynote speaker mm-hmm. this year. So we're super excited about that. Um, and then we have 
our assistant principals summit that we have coming up. Jack and I are beginning that planning. I'm really wanting to, as an assistant principal for 10 years, I really want to make sure that um, if, not, if this is not the first year goal, it'll be year five or what have you to make sure that I'm, I'm piping in on that as well. Yeah, I'm excited to have you join us in that journey of trying to change the narrative Mm -hmm. that uh, if you're an assistant principal and you're not growing to be Mm -hmm. a principal, then you must not be effective. Yeah, I can't stand that. Yeah, Um, we have amazing lifelong APs Mm -hmm. that that's their jam Mm -hmm. and our kids need them. So why is our system um, sending a different message? I don't know. So Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm Excited to have your voice in helping me change that narrative because it drives me crazy. I'm excited about that, too, because I think there's also this assumption that somebody else is supposed to grow those leaders. (laughs) But it's like, (laughs) who's growing them? So we're just kind of sitting there and grinding, you know, and it's a lot of hurt that comes with that. You know, as a leader, as an assistant principal, you get a lot of the the nasty stuff. Oh, yeah. Um, So they need to get some love. If I could uh, go back in the system. Mm -hmm. I go back to being a high school AP or a middle level AP in two seconds. Yep. I, I never did elementary, so I'm not dissing the elementary folks out there. I promise. Um, the little <laughs> scare me a little bit. They scare me. I'm not but, gonna lie, uh, they scare me too. I could do the middle or high school AP role. <laughs> definitely. Best job in the world, I think. Yeah, definitely. I because you get to be with kids. Yes. And less time with the adults. Well, yeah. Yeah. A less time. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So um, here you are. Mm-hmm. And you've heard me say this to our other directors on the team. Yeah. Um, and I've said it to you, like, you're in this position that has massive uh, positional power, mm-hmm. um, relational power mm-hmm. to really change the system. Yeah. I used to sit back as a high school principal and say, who in the heck is making these decisions? Like, mm. really? Like, is this what's best for kids? Yeah. And And you said it earlier. You now find yourself in the room or in the same space with people who do make these decisions. Yeah. So in five years mm-hmm. of you rocking this state, um, what do you hope to look back and say, yep, I shaped that or I even influenced that or I changed that or the system looks different because I did that. And as leaders, we're so supposed to not say I, we're supposed to say we and share right. leadership, but there's a lot of power behind the position that you're in and what do you hope to see if you look in the rearview mirror five years from now? Definitely. I think the most important thing is that I have good relationships with people like relationships is going to be my number one thing. Mm-hmm. Um, cause you won't be able to get far without that. Um, sounds a lot like the school leader paradigm <laughs> culture domain, but anyway, keep going. It does. <laughs> good plug. Make sure you have that book. If you don't have it, go get it right Sorry, now. But you teed that up perfectly. I couldn't resist it. <laughs> no problem. So definitely just building relationships across the state, making sure I'm visible. That's something that's super important to me. So getting out into buildings. But if I look back, um, I want people to say that Camrica showed up in my building. Um, I want the Leaders of Color Network to be flourishing without mm. me having to really facilitate that we have leaders stepping into roles that want to help that grow and they're building their own networks within each other. And we have a diverse body of folks on our GLLCs and on our board. I mean, that would be, if I'm able to help influence that, I'd be so proud. Um, in addition to that, I would love to have, um, a leaders of color conference where it's led by leaders of color and they're able to, to, you know, show their talents and love on each other and grow and provide professional development. 
And then, you know, if I'm able to shift something small in the world of 50, 30, and, you know, people are looking at counselors and the school counseling program as something different than what they thought it was. And people's shoulders can kind of relax. And it's more of this team, you know, I'm all about team as an athlete. So, Mm -hmm. um, if I'm able to shift that and if I can help grow our members showing up, that that's just going to be, you know, more members coming to summer conference, more members coming to Bell and launching and aspiring. Right now, we know we're in a crisis. And so if if the things that I'm supporting within the organization is helping either keep or grow leaders to help children, I mean, that's that's going to be the number one. I don't know yeah. if I can, you know pull that data. But if I'm a part of that growth as a team, that's going to be way more exciting for me than anything. Yeah. The impact of your leadership will be visible Mm -hmm. um, because I've already seen what you've done in just the first few months. So stand back. (laughs) And you said it earlier when you said, yeah, I'm at home and things are quiet. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's the time where you get to dream big and say, what if, and can't we do this and why not push on the system? So I'm excited. I would add to like even with Roz yesterday evening and with Roz, our advocacy director, for those of you that don't know, got to meet Roz. She's amazing. And she's working so hard for our leaders um, with legislators. And if she has Roz relationships with everybody, she does Mm -hmm. really good ones. I told her last night, I said, Jesus, you're amazing. So I learned a lot from her last night, but, you know, to be able to be in those spaces and really tell the stories of our leaders Mm -hmm. and what they're going through and what they do and how amazing they are to people who are making those decisions for them. And at times, you know, maybe not knowing their stories or a plethora of stories, I would say, I would, I mean, that's. Well, be good. we push that out to our members all the time. Mm-hmm. Share your stories Please. with us. Yeah. Pick up the phone, email us, text, text us, mm-hmm. whatever it is, because their stories matter. Mm-hmm. Um, we can't go advocate for policy changes, little P or big P policy changes yeah. at the state or national level unless we hear from them. Their, voice, their voices matter a ton. It does. And I think a lot of times, what is we, what do we have that hourglass video? Mm-hmm. I think every community member needs to watch that video to understand the now true... Now you're doing a shameless plug, which I think is genius. I mean... Yeah, hourglass. hourglass video. Watch it. Watch it. <laughs> <laughs> it tells the story of the school leader. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, we went through this phase of, you know, pre-pandemic, everybody loved educators and mm-hmm. te- or not pre-pandemic, but right as the pandemic was happening, everybody fell in love with teachers and, oh my God, thank you for what you do with our kids and educators. And then now we're back on this during COVID. You have to let my child, you know, there's a lot of misunderstandings and tough space. It's a tough space to navigate and we love your children, which is why we're in it. So we just need to learn how to play friendly in the sandbox as the elementary thing that I learned, you know, you know, play nice in the sandbox. So we just, we have to learn how to do that together. So yeah. All right. You ready for a big question? I am. Okay. And I didn't <laughs> tell you this one was coming, so we'll okay. see where it takes us, right? Okay. Um, can you tell our viewers and listeners mm-hmm. um, your favorite kid story? Like, Ooh. you know, you, and I like to say this to principals all the time in professional learning events, like you change lives. Like, hmm. can you highlight a time where you know, like you changed or saved a student's life? Do you have a particular student that comes into mind? 
Oh, there's a lot of students that come to mind. And you don't have to say their name to oh, keep the yeah. privacy out there, but for sure. I think there's several. And I if I show this to a couple of students who I still have relationships, they're gonna be like, Miss AT, why didn't you tell my story? <laughs> so I'm gonna say so, sorry right now. <laughs> well, you can keep it general too. Um, I think for me it was um it was a student at a middle level and she was an Afro Latina and she um had just come from Honduras and she did not understand her beauty and her power. So she could speak English and Spanish. Oh. And she thought it was a deficit. So when I explained to her that you have what most people don't by being able to speak two languages. That is an asset, asset, not a deficit. Mm-hmm. And that you have best of the both worlds yeah. that people are trying to navigate through, right? As we grow and um, become so diverse as a country, people are, I don't have that. I told you, I'm a grown woman. Yeah. I can't speak Spanish. Like you have an asset that I don't have. You have a skill I don't have. Yeah. You use that. Mm-hmm. And she, her eyes. I bet the lights just went on. Oh, her Ooh. eyes just lit up and yeah. she was like, I never thought about it like that. And this is a seventh grade girl yeah. um, who was just trying to fit in and in a different country and you know, and being an Afro Latino with the thicker texture hair, you know, it's it's a different yeah. way to navigate. Um, so I, I think when I saw her eyes shift and she realized how special that was, that was one of my greatest moments as a leader. Wow! Yeah, and that is the power of adults who truly build authentic relationships with kids. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right on. I can see the smile on your face. It takes you back to that moment, which it I think does. is so cool. I remember yeah. her name and everything. I can see her face right now. And I hope she's well. She should be in high school. <laughs> yeah, well, right now she's putting the pieces together and is upset with Miss A.T. So uh, same kind of question. Mm-hmm. And I love asking anybody this question. Yeah. Strangers. Um, I've asked the governor. I've asked some celebrities. Mm -hmm. I just love this question because we always hear people talk about their favorite teacher. Yes. But I'm surprised by the looks on some people's faces when I say, hey, who's your favorite principal? Mm -hmm. You know, because it's not something we talk about as much. And I think it should be the thing we're talking about all the time. Yeah. Because principals set the tone for an entire, and believe me, assistant principals, I'm talking about you too. So when I say principals, I'm saying principals and assistant principals. Yes. They set the tone for an entire school, Mm -hmm. the climate and the culture. Yes. They keep the systems moving to support that culture. Mm-hmm. So if I asked you, and I'm stalling to give you plenty of time to think, um, <laughs> Jamrika, yes. who was your favorite principal and why? What would you say? You know, that word favorite is a little, you know. Okay, one of your okay. most favorites. Because a lot of principals that I had are currently still principals. And so I love everybody. I just want everybody <laughs> to know that. Um, I'm I'm going to, well, first, I have to say the first principal I really knew and understood that was a principal was Margot Bellamy, Christina mm. Bellamy's mother, who is now the board president in Anchorage, Alaska. So the first Principal I understood was a principal was a black woman, which was like, whoa, for me. But the person who really, I think, grew me and supported me the most early on, early on, everybody, just want to be clear, (laughs) um, Lisa Griebel, hands down. um, She was my assistant principal at Illahi Junior High School, now middle school. I have feelings about that, but it's okay. Not my decision. Um, and she just, 
she just took care of me. She, she checked me when I needed to get checked because I got a little sassy. Mm-hmm. Um, but she also put me in leadership positions throughout the school. And then when I came out of college, my mom said, call Miss Grable. She'll know how to help you. My mom calls her the boss, you know, the lady boss. And so, and I ran into her at summer conference. So we have a picture and she has her hand on her hip. It's the best. Um, but she, she was a counselor, assistant principal to principal. So I have the same journey as she did. So she showed me different ways to navigate through leadership. And she gave me opportunity, took me to Avid for the first time. And that just blew me away. Mm -hmm. Best conference, hands down. I'm waiting for something to talk. It besides AWSP summer yeah, conference. Yeah, yeah. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to go with Griebel. She's fearless. Okay. Um, she, she has changed so many people's lives and shaped so many leaders. I can name probably five leaders right now who are underneath her and that's not even giving her enough credit. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. She's still out there. She's amazing. She's an ocean shores. And you just said hello to her. I did. Hey, yeah. Griebel. Love you. <laughs> right on. Well, to me, that's that's our why. Mm-hmm. You know, I believe that every student deserves the best principal in the world. Yes. And look at the influence of what an amazing principal does mm-hmm. in the lives of the entire school community. That's students, staffulty, and the community. Yep. So, and I think you're um, a great testament to that. Thank you. So here you are. Here I am. So if I'm listening right now and I live in 121, 189, or I'm just somewhere in the state and I want to meet you, how do I get a hold of you? Well, I don't have my Ring Central number memorized. That's okay. Your but... email is probably <laughs> going to work. Yes, you can email me at uh, camrica <laughs> at AWSP. Oh. .org? Yeah. Yeah, it's .org. Isn't that great? You remember it those is. school district emails where it's blah, 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 oh dot webnet, dot edu, dot edu, you know, all that? US now it's just camricadavisp.org. Yeah, I'm so grateful. And it's K-A-M-R-I-C-A, just if you didn't know. Mm-hmm. So okay, well, reach me. How painful was this? Come on. Oh, it wasn't bad. It wasn't I, bad. I don't think I've pitted out. Okay, so you're good. So I'm fine. Yeah, we, we made it. Well... <laughs> Rockstar principals and assistant principals and other school leaders out there across the state. Camrica, our returner, newest team member here at AWSP. So excited. Uh, reach out to us for anything. And if you heard something that uh, perked your interest in getting involved, I think Camrica is a great example of it was a phone call. Mm-hmm. And now here you are. Mm-hmm. So it's easy to get involved in our association. Reach out. We've got a place for you. Believe me, because your voice matters um, in changing the world of education for kids. So tune in next time. Again, thanks for being here. Keep up the great work for kids. Thank you. Thank you.